the podcast dedicated to the fans of Stereophonics, their stories, memories, fun times. I'm Paul Smith, and this is Keep the Podcast Alive. Hello and welcome to episode three of Keep the Podcast Alive. I'm Paul Smith. My guest this week is Luke Deitch. How are you doing, Luke? You okay? Yeah, all good. Thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, but not too bad. Lovely weather we've had recently, isn't it? Yes, very uh, temperamental, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boiling for two days, pissed down, pissed down today. Exactly. That's it. You managed to uh, make the most of the summer we had the two days? <laughs> uh, yeah, in Venice. Um, so on Sunday, uh, obviously bank holiday um, from Swansea myself. So um, went on the sort of Goway. Uh, I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. that in Singleton uh, by Mumbles. There's a pop-up stall at the minute. Okay. Um, so they serve, it's like um, sort of drinks and food vans, you know. So just Happy spent the day there. And uh, yeah, yeah, so then just sort of went down Mumbles and yeah, had a few drinks as you do. Standard Happy British, days, really. happy days. <laughs> love the love the mumbles. Absolutely. So from Swansea. Um, yep. Obviously, being from Wales, Luke. Um, mm-hmm. how, how did you discover the band? Because obviously, um, I think you were like one years old when word gets around. Come out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I'm not sure if you caught on that. I was saying about um, how when I was about three years old, roughly. I you know hear them on the radio, everything like that. Um, sounds yeah. like pick apart the new, you know, just looking mm-hmm. from uh, performance and cocktails. And obviously at that age, it's quite hard to comprehend what's going on, who the band are, you know, everything like that. Yeah, so yeah. Wasn't, I couldn't say, you know, from that point, it was a super fan. Obviously not. But yeah. uh, I remember then uh, in 2005 when uh, the band were playing at Live 8, that charity concert they did. Um, I was sat in the car with my mother and um, Stereophonics yeah. came on and it was, um, it was them playing, closing the set with Dakota. And I remember then I was like, oh, I uh-huh. remember this band. Um, so yeah, from there, then uh, that's what sort of really got me into them properly. And uh, in 2008, yeah. then I remember my old man bought me Decade in the Sun for Christmas, I think it was, uh, just okay, after it yeah, being yeah. released. So that then sort of opened me up to more of their older songs, the ones I didn't know on there. So that then yeah. sort of led me down a rabbit hole, really, of discovering their older albums, their sort of more modern albums. And uh, yeah, that sort of shaped me to where I became a fan then. Happy days, happy days. Yeah, I think, um, you know, word gets around. I don't think it was played much on the radio. So it, it was um, one of those ones. And, and I think a lot of people might have discovered the band that way because it wasn't until sort of Just Looking came out and Pick Apart came out. Yeah. And they seemed to be on every sort of radio station. All the music channels on Sky TV were playing Pick Apart, you know, the video with them, yeah. in, you know, the Italian job sort of minis. That's and, it, yeah and stuff and and i i think obviously you know they 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 became a lot bigger from that um but like you said when decade in the sun came came out all the younger fans sort of listened to that album and then realized okay there was an album maybe before performance and cocktails and then you go back and obviously you know you go back to you know um personally my favorite album that you know the one that that um kind of gets me the most yeah, um, where it gets around. Absolutely, yeah. It's my favorite album too, in Venice. Even though I wasn't, you know, yeah. technically I was around, but not really for that, you know. But um, it's you know, my age is actually quite a frustrating thing at times because, of course, I wish I was there for you know all the smaller gigs before they sort of really took off. Yeah. And um, I remember 
being around sort of 15, 16, you know, having gone to gigs quite a lot then. And I'm, I'm one of those. I'm always on the barrier, you know, queuing a long time. I remember Kerry oh, yeah. actually talking yeah. about it in um, one of his interviews at one point. He was saying like, oh, you know, it's, he was talking about how he, how he likes, you know, the diversity of the audience. You know, you have some people in their 60s, you know, some who are like 14, 15, which I was at the time. I remember him saying yeah. like, um, you know, oh, these 14, 15 year olds, they think we're a new band. <laughs> and I was like, Kelly, I don't, I know who you are. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, no, it must be nice for the band too, as you say, though, to you know, know that they're still relevant, you know, 20 years later, 20 plus years later now. Of course. You know, and, and those younger band younger fans rather, they're gonna they're gonna kinda keep the keep the band going in terms of support as Absolutely. well. You know, when when us oldies, you know, get too old <laughs> to kinda go to these gigs, our children are gonna be going. I mean, my That's daughter's it. my daughter's sixteen and she's she's a fan of the band. Great. You know, whenever awesome. we're in the car and she's in stars in charge of, you know, Spotify, you know, she she's always going. Dakota's always her first song because I think it's yeah. It's big the one, the one that most people know. Yeah, it absolutely. is a big one. It is a big one. But I remember talking about Word Gets Around being your favourite album. I would have been, I think it came out maybe a week before my 14th birthday, end of August, right. 97. 97, yeah. yeah. So born in 83, 97. Yeah. Um, and I'd saved up like all my pocket money to go and get this <laughs> album. And it was the first time that I'd ever gone from Aberdeer to Cardiff on a train on my own without my parents. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so it was a big day for me, you know. It was yeah, a big absolutely. Day. So I saved up all my pocket money, and I'm like, I'm <laughs> going down to Virgin Megastores to get this album, and I just, I just had it on repeat for what felt like an eternity, just all the time listening to this bloody album. But yeah, great memories of of uh, you know that album, and, yeah, and I guess what it means to what it means to to myself and you know um my friends who are all from you know the valleys as well it's mm-hmm. a it's a massive album in terms of of yeah you know re- represents who we are you know you happen to bump in, bump into any of the boys um i can't claim it was bumped into um we did wait around for them after one gig before um so if, yeah 2015 mm-hmm. it was it was um just an arena tour in um december 2015 just before christmas so uh, I believe I went with my cousin and another friend. And um, to be fair, at the time, it was probably one of the best I've seen them perform. They're really on top form that night. And yeah, yeah we sort of, um, as we got in the back, it was in the, the CIA or the motor point in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we noticed a lot of people were queuing there. So we thought, oh, my God, let's just, uh, you know, let's go and wait. So we, we, we assumed they went to the band. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so we saw the tour bus. We could see the stage door. And Jamie actually came out quite quickly. Um, he came out, you know, he was chatting, had a selfie with us. That was great. Yeah. And um, everyone saw Kelly then leave the stage door, but he, he made quite a beeline for the bus. Um, <laughs> so I sort of thought, you know, I'm not going to be a stalker. Just, you know, leave him go. Uh, but bless him, all the women around me then were screaming for him. And um, <laughs> he, he sort of did it. it. Indeed, as they do. And uh, he sort of did himself over, really, because what he did was he got on the onto the bottom floor of the bus and I don't know if you've seen it before. They sort of had the curtains over the like over the windscreen. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he must not have realised that they were open, so he could just see Kelly there sitting there in the mirror fixing his hair. And of course, <laughs> then you know the women were going mental for it. Yeah, I say the women, probably the men too. <laughs> yeah, and you. Yeah, I me. Mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, and um, he sort of looked over, and he, I think he must have just gone. Shit, gotta go now. They've seen but, me. Yeah, but he came out and um, I remember, you know, I'd always wanted to meet him. I was a bit worried, 
you know, thinking, oh, would it be starstruck, all that. But as soon as he started talking to him, um, I think you sort of talked about it with um, your guests in the last episode. He was he's such a down to earth guy. And it, it yeah. just, yeah, it just felt like we was talking, say, one of the boys, because he's, you know, just a Welsh normal bloke. <laughs> and that's the impression that I get, to be honest. A lot of people say, obviously, um, you know, and I think it's a, it's, it, must, it might be a Valleys thing as well. You know, you, you, you speak to someone with the same accent and immediately yeah. you're like, you, you just click and you just chat about anything. And it, it does feel like you, you're, you know, speaking to one of your mates or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, in, in the last episode, we, we spoke a lot about how um, Stuart was down to earth. Um, yeah. You know, and I think from speaking to, you know, fans of the band and, and seeing interviews and stuff, I think they're all like that. Um, yeah. You know, what what I've seen of Jamie's like a, a, an excitable little child sometimes. That's yeah. what I, the impression that I get from his interviews and stuff. Absolutely. Um, and I think I remember reading an interview with him where... He was talking about being a massive fan of the band before he actually got into the band. So, he, you know, yeah. he, he, he was probably like, he must have, you know, been living the dream when he, when he joined the band. Um, and I guess like we all, we all would be if we were, you know, yeah, of course you would. went from, you know, fat, big fans like we are, you know, to, to being in the band. I think I'd be like an excitable yeah. child, child as well. <laughs> yeah. I remember um, seeing an interview about it with Kelly as well. And he said, um, I think Jamie was actually the first audition, obviously, after Javier left. And yeah. Kelly was actually happy to have him there and then. <laughs> mm. I think the band said, no, let's give, you know, the rest of them their, their fair dues. But yeah, he must have impressed yeah. them because, uh, of course, they went with him. Yeah. I, I, I think he reminds me a bit of Stuart, to be honest. Um, just, you know, the, the way the way that he is and... Um, he does remind me a lot of Stuart. Um, yeah, same sort of energy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I suppose you do have to have a lot of energy to, you know, to play the play the drums like they do. But yeah, um, you know, yeah, you know, with mm. with Stuart, he could have have a laugh while he's playing the drums. You know, he'd be going mental, you know, with, on on the drums, but he'd still be, you know, poking his tongue out the camera and yeah. you know all, all the stuff that Stuart <clears throat> used to do. You know. That's it. I mean, some big shoes to fill with him, really, as well. But I think Jamie has done a very good job. You know, all those little things now where, you know, in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, three sort of comes up on the front of the runway. Little things yeah. like that. And it's, it's good to have that sort of similar energy. Of, you know, nobody will ever be Stuart Cable, but, you know, yeah, as yeah. I say, he's a very good, uh, very nice member of the band to have, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> and you mentioned Mr. and Mrs. Smith there. That's um, one of my favourites, um, you know, me and my yeah. wife got married 2019 and we were really considering it having a, as a, not our wedding song because it's probably the wrong type of story to have as a wedding song. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, with, with me and her being Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know, it, it's a song Oops. that we kind of play to each other. Yeah. Um, you know, the story behind it, <laughs> we, we kind of skim over that and the fact that it's Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Smith come on down kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, you know, we, we're due to move out um, very soon and we're going to convert our garage into a bar. Cool. Um, and we're going to call it uh, Mams at 41. So M-A-M-S is going to stand for Mr. and Mrs. Smith to kind Not of you. give it sort of a, a, a bit of a link to the band and to us. Nice. You know? Yeah, absolutely, mate. So, nice have seen it. Yeah, I love, I love that song. Yeah, I love that too. song. Good song. Um, one of our wedding songs was I Want to Get Lost With You as well. So, there you you know, they, they have, they bring me and my wife together. You know, we, we're both, um, I'm a massive fan. She's kind of got involved and, and started to look yeah. like them since we've been together and stuff. Um, 
I mentioned in the last podcast, um, I usually go to the gigs with her. So, you know, yeah, we, we, nice you know we've been to a, a lot. Yeah, same with me. My, my girlfriend now, I've been with her um, about a year and a half now, so not too long. But um, yeah. she actually came to her first Terraformist gig with me, uh, the one just before lockdown, you know, the, the Cardiff dates. Oh, and the one very that's getting the press now at the moment. That's it. You know the one, yeah. I was there. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so um, I kind of said to her, really, you know, the amount I like them, you don't really have a choice. You're going to like them too. So Yeah, of course. Of course. If yeah, we're going to be together, you need to show some interest. <laughs> What's he doing? Absolutely. It's a big part of me. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you catch COVID from that gig? I didn't. No, I was lucky. To be fair, okay. I was probably Good. one of those who didn't take it very seriously at the time. Um, obviously, you know, it, it was an unknown in our lifetime, wasn't it? I don't think there's ever been anything yeah, that I think major. At, I think at that point, it was a kind of, no one really knew what it was. You yeah. know, we we weren't officially in lockdown, you know. It, yeah. It, yeah, I think a lot of people were still doubting it at that time. And to yeah. be honest, um, if, I, if I had tickets, I probably would have gone as well, to be honest, mate. Well, that's it, yeah. I, you know, look forward to it for so long as well, every time I go to see him, so... And to me, at the time, it wasn't a big deal. You know, I thought I'm young and healthy, so I'm not going to be too worried about it. You know, in hindsight, was that the right decision? Who knows? But I was all right. Yeah, of course. Gave, so, and yeah. you know, I, I think at that time they were saying, you know, younger younger people don't need to worry as much. You know, it's, exactly. it's the older people that we need. You know, we need to protect and this and that. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. I've yeah. seen uh, all over Twitter recently. Um, you know, people complaining about the government leaving. You know, um, Cheltenham go ahead. This phonics yeah. game gets a lot of press mm. on Twitter about it. it does, honest, yeah. But you know, it's, it was, it's one of yeah. those things. You know, if if the government says you can go ahead, why would they cancel it? You know, well, that's um, it, and if you think about the shit that they got over the snow um, a couple of years ago, oh, cancelling the gig, <laughs> they they, uh, they were they were stuck between a rock and a hard place. If they cancelled, exactly. all them snow people would have come back out and. And this and that, and you know, it That's goes right. ahead, and people are still crying. You, you know, you can't please everyone with it. You know, somebody's going to be upset in situations like that. It's not the band's fault, and you've got to remember, it's, it's probably not even their decision either. You know, there's a lot no. of uh, managerial stuff behind it that probably is, you know, what makes the decisions at the end of the day. They're the ones who perform, not sort of yeah. make and, that decision. You know, so. the insurance people would have been, they wouldn't have let them cancel it, I bet, you know. Exactly. Could you imagine having to, you know, the amount of money they'd have to fork out if yeah. they did cancel it? You know, it's it's one of those things. Exactly. Right. Um, you know, they did the right thing. I think so. What's your favourite songs? I know <sighs> Jordan on my last one couldn't whittle it down or he struggled. I know that you're going to struggle. Um, yeah. What, what, what's up there for you? Well, I can safely say Local Boy in the Photograph is definitely my number one favourite. Uh, mm -hmm. Oof. From there, it's a bit of a tough one because <laughs> so many albums. I think, yeah. um, you know, with Will Getter, I'm being my favourite. You know, songs like A Thousand Trees, Luck Like Chaplin, Same Size Feet, yeah. everything like that, they're going to be up there in the in the top few. But then you get some of the more modern ones like, um, you know, even Don't Let the Devil Take Another Day from the last album. I, I love that absolutely song. Absolutely brilliant. Love first, that song. Um, I first heard it before it came out on, um, I don't know if you went to Kelly's solo tour, any gigs on that? Didn't, no. So, yeah, he, um, he played a few from the new album on that before they actually sort of released any singles. So yeah. I remember just being thinking, wow, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, um, so yeah it's, it's quite tough for me to whittle that down to, you know, say like a top five, top ten. But yeah, I can safely say Local Boy is probably because I think that's the one because of the meaning behind the song as well. And it's, you know, one of their biggest, probably their first 
big song Absolutely. as well. So, yeah, I just think you don't get much better than that one, really. Yeah, and I think um, when I spoke in the last episode about them being on top of the pops, I thought about it after they finished, and I thought, I'm sure it was Local Boy that they were yeah. playing. And I said I didn't know at the time, but I'm sure it was Local Boy that they were playing on top of the pops. Talking about um, Don't Let the Devil Take Another Day from their latest album, what, what, did, you, what did you think of that album? I really, really liked it. So yeah. one of the things that I, I get a bit like, you know, everyone, of course, is entitled to their opinions. So, you know, it's not going to please everyone because it's somewhat, I guess, a softer album. I mean, yeah. you, you could even pass it as like a Kelly solo album in, in some respects because they're, they're quite personal to him. that way to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I personally liked it. But of course, you know, as mm-hmm. I said, not everyone's going to love it. But what, what I sort of think... What, even though, you know, yes, it's not where it gets around, it's not, you know, just enough education to perform. What, yeah. what I want people to remember is, like, that doesn't mean those songs are gone. Yes, yeah. they're, they're changing their style up a bit, but, you know, they're still going to play songs from where it gets around performance and cocktails live. It doesn't mean, Absolutely. you know, they're still their songs. And, um, yeah, I, I personally really liked it. Uh, yeah, I, everyone, I, I it? think... No, it's not, it's not. And I remember... Um, you know, I got it on the day that it came out. And my first play, I was like, I'm not sure about this album. I was one yeah. of those people who, were, you know, was like, I'm, I'm really not sure. And I think what made me feel that way was it it felt like it was the end. Yeah. I played I, I, and I was like, this this yeah. is the end of the band. I, I just, I don't know what it was. I think Absolutely. Because like you said, it, it was softer. Um, you know, I, I got the impression through the songs that Kelly was fed up, um, yeah. you know, tired. and But obviously after watching like the documentary, um, yep. I, I then understood the meaning behind those songs. He was obviously yes. going through a very hard time and he was struggling, yeah. you know, um, you know, he had an operation to save his career and stuff. Yep. And I was like, do you know what? I get it. The guy was makes sense. going through some shit. Um, yeah. And, and I, it was after a few times I played that I was like, it's a really good album. It's different. It is different. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it's, you know, it, it's not like they've, they've thrown away all their albums and this is the, the be all and end all. It's just a different side, you know, to the band. It, it, yeah. it is more Kelly and his vocals and his guitar. Um, but you know, it a great album. It is a great yeah. album. But I, I was one that's... of the ones who wasn't sure at the first. Yeah, and and that's the beauty of it, really. Like when you understand the context of it a bit more, that's when you sort of appreciate it as well. You know, the lyrics, yeah. and the, the style of it. You know, he, he says in his interviews, you know, even before the documentary came out, how he was that close to quitting. And of course, then "Fly Like an Eagle" came out, and the first lines are thinking about quitting. So thinking about quitting, like, ah, and I was like, oh. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But um, but and. That's what I mean. Like, if you think about um, Graffiti on the Train, that album, you had like a blues song on there. You know, they've never done something like that before with being called cheating. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you've that's the one they to, wrote for Amy Winehouse, wasn't it? That's it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, you fast, so you think, oh, are they going to that sort of direction? I, I personally bloody love that song. It's a yeah, it is great, a great song. song. But, one um, of my wife's favorites, that one. Yeah. One of my girlfriend, I think it's my girlfriend's favorite song with them, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, but then you fast forward to Scream Above the Sounds and a song like Chances Are, which is, you know, heavy rock. And you think, there That's we go. a tune. <laughs> that is a tune. And it it's is. A, it turns it up in a cartoon, that, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. I remember, um, I don't know if you went to it yourself, uh, they were doing, 
around England and Wales. They were doing like um, previews a month before it came out in the pubs. So they play okay. the album in full. Um, so I went to the yard in Cardiff actually. And, Do you uh, know, I remember that one. I was, I, yeah. I can't, I was away somewhere and I was like, it just happens to be That's when awesome. I'm away all these gigs, like the, <laughs> yeah. the big, the big Swansea one, um, uh, Singleton, wasn't it? Singleton. Um, yeah. That's was it. the day I was on my honeymoon and I was like, can we, can we just not go home early and go to it? Yeah. Well, the missus weren't having it, to be honest. I would be exactly My missus weren't having it. Funny you say that, that gig, um, it, it appears in the documentary and the, when uh, Kelly's on the sort of end of the runway, you can see me, me just between his legs because <laughs> I'm on the, yeah, I was laughing my head off me. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll but, see if I can uh, screenshot that yeah. and we'll put it on the podcast for people to see. I'll find a few, I've got a screenshot somewhere. But um, yeah, that, that's what I mean though. It's, um, you know, just because they change the style, it doesn't mean they can't go back to it. And I think it's that sort Absolutely. of adaption as well, which keeps them relevant for so long mm-hmm. because you know if they sort of churned out you know 11 what 11 albums it is now isn't it um so yeah, they just churned yeah. out you know 11 we'll get we'll guess around you know would they be where they are now i don't think so so yeah they wouldn't appeal to everybody then would they they wouldn't exactly. appeal to everyone and i think like you said you know it's, it's what keeps all different ages and and yep. demographics of people in you know interested Definitely. And that's it. And that's, you know, especially when you go to one of their concerts nowadays, the, the diversity of the set list is crazy. Because you've got something like being caught cheating, um, you know, handbags, glad rags, when they even do like an acoustic set now. And all of a sudden, then your hair's blowing off with, with bartender before the encore. <laughs> so it's like, and that's what's great about it. It's a bit of everything. And I like that. So, yeah, I like the one, um, might have been 2018 potentially in the CIA and, and they, 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 you know, they belt in them out, you know, these, um, you know, heavy guitars and drums, and then they pull the sofa out and they sit on the end That's of the right. runway and have a little, yeah. you know, a little oh, quiet session. Brilliant. Those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like, um, I think you set it up to be like a bar or sort of thing. Cause it was like a big lamp, wasn't there? Like a rug or sofa. Some, yeah, <laughs> like it, that, it was, yeah. It kind of like a living room or a, a corner of a bar area, wasn't it? Yeah. So they, they kind of done something similar on the, that last gig I was talking to you about just before the um, the pandemic hit. So they, yeah. um, instead of it being acoustic though, it was, um, they did word gets around. So they did, I think okay. it was, oh, they definitely did a thousand trees and local boy. I forget what the third song was, but it was the same sort of thing. They, they all as a band went at the end of the runway, still out there, you know, the electrics plugged in, but yeah, yeah it was really good. So um, what's your favorite gig you've been to? Big question. I know. <laughs> It is a big one, and and we I touched on it in the, in the last one. Um, it was the Keep the Summer Alive um, in the Cardiff City Stadium. Yes, two thousand sixteen, maybe. 16. That's it. Yeah, um, I remember. And it was I, I went with my old man. Um, cool. You know, and it's it, it was just because it, you know he's a massive fan. Um, and you know, he's been out on the piss with Stuart and stuff. You yeah. know, he's, he, he's a, a big fan of the band and I'm a big fan, um, of the band. And he was like, okay, we're going together for the first time, you know, uh, yeah. the first time I've been to a gig with my dad, you know, anywhere, you know, to see any band. Um, and it was kind of the excitement of, we, we were both really excited and he, you know, um, we go out on this all day leading up to the gig. Yeah, nice. And and to be honest, Stereophonics are playing in Cardiff. 
the whole of the valleys goes out on an all day. Of course, they do. <laughs> the whole of the valleys goes out on an all day. I think all the like does it too. Comes man. across in the gig sometimes because yeah. you know um, when the phonics play Cardiff, there's usually that little spot in the crowd where people want to have a fight. To gigs where Kelly had to calm your shit down, like yeah, you know, and I that's think it. he did it at the one we were just talking about in the CIA. Um, yeah, I remember you know, doing he, it. He, he, in the middle of a song, he's like, calm your shit down kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, me and my old man, we went out and, you know, we found the only bar, I think, in the whole of Cardiff that was selling the Phonics beer. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we we had a few pints of that. You nice. know, we go and mingle around the stadium early. You know, we get the programs, we get the T-shirts. Do a lot. Um, you know, and then he whips out this Welsh flag and he's going mental. <laughs> nice. Um, and, you know, just to just to see, you know, my old man be like having yeah. fun. You know, he was really, really enjoying himself. And I think it might have been his first and only phonics gig that he's been oh, to. Wow. Okay. Um special then. You know, he normally goes with his mates and he usually goes with his mates and he you know, they go to see all you know, his type of music from when they were younger, you yeah. know. Um, you know, they they've been like Black Sabbath and those type of bands, um, you know, that when he goes with his mates, they go to those type of gigs. So it was the first time he'd seen the phonics and, you know, just at that father and son at the gig kind of moment was great. Oh, absolutely. Mate. So that's yeah, my favourite. Um, but, you know, up there is, um, you know, the one that we just mentioned in, in the CIA um, 2018, maybe. 18, I think it was. Um, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. You know, me and my wife, yeah. Me and my missus had just got engaged and, you know, they were playing our songs, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I Want to Get Lost With You. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were in that moment where we were, like, excited about getting married and, we, you know, we were singing to each other. And it was oh, like... I can't be a bit. Absolutely. Can't be there. Yeah, and it's... Um, you know, cheesy, probably. <laughs> no, you got to have those memories, but that's, that's what makes them that that much better isn't it but um yeah it's uh it's funny you say yeah. about the fighting thing it was um that was one of the things you know being a swansea by myself when they came to singleton and uh it was exactly the same thing yeah. i remember dreading it obviously you know with, yeah. with it being swansea so not a valleys thing it probably attracted a lot more sort of casual fans as well who just sort of think oh you know see the forest yes. you know a couple of songs uh it was everywhere it must have been about five or six occasions. And I think that's what the... it is, isn't it? When when yeah. you're playing locally, you do get the casual fans who just want yeah. to piss up and, you know, we'll, oh, we'll pop along and we'll know a couple that's of songs. It. It's the outdoor gigs when it's sunny, isn't it? Everyone's on the piss, as you do. You know, I've done it myself. Of course you do. But uh, unfortunately, of it's one of those things. It's the same with any band, though, isn't it? So you can't, you know, tar them all with the same brush. But uh yeah, it happens. But no, it's funny exactly. you mentioned about that, uh, that father-son thing. So I, I had the same thing with my my old man. Um, it was the last gig of Kelly's solo tour. Um, so I went to see him in Oxford. Mm-hmm. So I'd seen them uh, already once uh, in the first leg of it in Cardiff in uh, uh, yeah. St. David's Hall, I think it's called, is it? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, and oh, it was bloody brilliant. It was such a different set list. So such a different vibe to the, you know, the Phonics gigs. And um, so I asked my old man if he wanted to come. Of course, him being a fan when he was younger as well. Uh, and as you say, it's just that nice thing, isn't it? Going out with your old man, having a few drinks beforehand. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just makes things like that all the more special. And 
Same thing with Hall. It's quite intimate as well. It's it's kind Massively. of small and 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 kind. You you were probably really close to the stage as well. Yeah. Well, it was it was lucky with it because it was all seated for both of them actually. Yeah. You know, I'm used to as I say, sort of queuing three four hours to get onto the barrier. I'm, I'm one of those, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. It, it felt a bit odd, you know, just sort of sat in the pub till half an hour before the doors open. I'm like, this don't feel right. I should, be, uh, I should be outside, but no. But, <laughs> no, it was nice. Yeah, it was quite lucky with both of them. I think it was about three rows back. Reach them so a good, nice. you know, solid view of it, but um, yeah, no, I'm really hoping he does something like that again, Kelly. It was uh, absolutely. Nice I, I, I think it's it's one thing I would like to go and see is is uh, a solo uh, solo gig, yeah. or at least one of the intimate ones, like you you mentioned at the yard. You know, um, yeah, you know when they, when they're kind of doing a preview of an upcoming album, because I know they regularly do that, especially in Cardiff. That's it. Um, I think one of the best gigs I've been to is again hard for me to choose a favourite, but I think one of the best ones I went to was um, it was when so they did Cardiff City Stadium again. I actually saw them three times this week, believe in one week, believe it or not. But um, <laughs> so I went to see them in Wrexham on the Saturday. It was around June 2018, just after that yeah. one we talked about the the tour of the CIA, and um, they were playing Cardiff City Stadium the next Saturday, which I was also going to. But in between that, they were doing a charity dinner. Um, sort of performance okay. so it was for I think it was Valindra NHS um, so it was like sort of three course dinner you know proper smart wear a suit yeah, and, yeah, like that. Suit and, and uh, yeah the phonics then they did a, an acoustic set basically on uh, on the dance floor in one of the function rooms in Cardiff City Stadium so it was literally wow. like like seeing your favourite band in a pub it was mental doing a pub it, gig wow yeah and I think they um, I remember sort of Spotting their set list on the floor, and there was only meant to be about sort of seven or eight songs, and I think they ended up doing about fourteen, fifteen. Just carried on, wow. so yeah, that was uh, that was pretty special. Yeah, I would imagine because I've been to those function rooms, and they're quite small. You know, yeah. it probably was playing like a, a workman's club kind of feel. Absolutely, it was that vibe, uh, yeah. but more professional. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, but no, that was nice. It, it felt a bit weird seeing uh, Forex whilst wearing a suit, though. I can say that much. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Limits yeah. the movement for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> nice to have someone Definitely. who, who um, sort of is as enthusiastic, if you like. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's yeah. that's what it, that's kind of the reason behind my, you know, my idea to do it is, you know, and I see, like I said, the the, the chats that go on in those Facebook groups that I'm part of, and and Twitter and stuff and all the stories that people have to tell. And I was like, this has got to be heard by more people Absolutely. on a different format, you know, as like this, you know, a, a kind of an audio format where people can hear these stories. Local boy, your favorite tune you picked. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what I'll do, Luke, I'll play you up with your favorite song. Uh, good. That's the end of episode three guys. Um, hope you enjoyed. Please hit the like, subscribe, the you know the notification button um, that will keep you informed and let you guys know when the next episode is out. Thanks for the support, Luke. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yep, Have a good time, and we'll Been speak soon. Pleasure. Sounds good, man. Speak to you soon, Cheers, buddy. Clock's
Talk of the way the Sahel lies. 